Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Monash. This is the weekend edition where we interview notable people from the world of real estate investing. Today is no exception. We have a great guest all the way from Nashville, Tennessee. Welcome to the show, Tom Lonnie. Thank you so much for having me, Victor. I really appreciate it. It's been a while since we spoke, and I'm so glad to have the opportunity to talk with you again. Yeah, great to have you back on the show. When you were here last time, we were talking about all kinds of different strategies for investing, and you're in that financial professional space. Maybe for those who haven't met you yet, give a little bit of your backstory and how you got to this point in your journey. So, Victor, I am a chartered financial consultant, a chartered life underwriter, and a chartered special needs consultant. And the way that I got into this, believe it or not, was via the music industry in Nashville, Tennessee. So I've been involved in the music industry for 29 years, and I had a financial advisor tell me that I really needed disability insurance. And after a long period of time, it was more than 20 years of having this coverage, I ended up taking advantage of it and actually had to use it because I was unable to continue working in the music industry due to a hearing loss. So I was so thankful that I had this special coverage, this disability coverage, that I went back to school and got all of these designations to be able to help people in the way that I was helped. And also along the way, I was studying Austrian economics and found out about this concept called infinite banking. So I incorporated that into my Bulletproof Wealth strategy as well. Now, your focus is primarily real estate investors. There are folks that go and get these certifications, and some are just glorified salespeople. Some focus on helping just sell life insurance. You're not focused on that. Your focus is strictly real estate investors and developers. Yes. I work with real estate investors because they're a unique breed of people that normally, by and large, want to have control of their money. So because they want control, what my strategy does is puts them in control and allows them to be able to make money like banks do. So that is what I normally teach real estate investors is really how do banks make money and how can you put yourself into that position of being your own bank, really having control of your money like banks do. Well, so banks take in deposits. They pay out a very low interest rate to depositors, and then they lend it out at a higher interest rate. And then, of course, they multiply that through bank leverage. So even though they take in a dollar in deposits, they'll lend out $10 for that same dollar in order to get a much higher multiplier. How is what you're doing similar or different? So, of course, my clients do not have the option of doing fractional reserve lending because only banks have that magic money multiplier available to them, which honestly, I personally feel like is one of the biggest scams perpetrated on the population that there is because they're really creating money out of thin air, Victor. I mean, it's really unbelievable. And most people do not understand how this fractional reserve lending system works. But the simple way for me to explain it is if you deposited $100,000, I ask people, how much can a bank lend out? Okay. The answer is at a 10 to 1 reserve ratio, they can lend out a million dollars. So where does that $900,000 come from? They just make it up. It's out of thin air. 
Yeah, it's yeah. right out of thin air. Which what happens when you increase the money supply like that is that the value of money becomes diluted and it actually goes down. So my definition personally of inflation is an increase in the money supply. So as the money supply keeps going up and up and up, there's only so much goods and services out there. And if you have more money chasing the same amount of goods and services, prices have to rise. Would you agree with that? Oh, absolutely. It's uh, like when you order a pizza from a pizza place and they ask you if you want to cut an eight slices or 10. It's <laughs> yeah. really no different. You, know? exactly. you can say, oh, I'm hungry. I want 10 slices, but it's the same. Yeah, that's a really good way to put it, Victor. So the thing about it is, is when you put money into a bank, like you very succinctly put it, they pay you what I like to call zero point nothing interest, which means basically you're not getting anything. And the money they do pay you in interest is taxed as ordinary income. So that's like adding insult to injury. So why do people put money in a traditional bank? It's really for one reason and one reason only, and that is the liquidity. They can get access to it quickly when they need it. That's the only good reason to store money in a traditional bank. So I'm trying to help people understand an alternative place to save money that gives them that liquidity or quick access to capital when they need it, but also doesn't slap them in the face with a taxable low interest rate payment every year. So the concept that I do as part of my Bulletproof Wealth strategy, it's called infinite banking, and it is where you're putting money in a specially designed life insurance policy that gives you that collateral access without interrupting the growth on the policy because you're getting this dividend paid every year and the amount of money inside of your policy just keeps going up and up and up. And it actually works so well. Once real estate investors understand it, they want to just put as much of their capital through this system as possible so that they can leverage their money in basically use more of other people's money. Victor, one of the big misconceptions is, is that you're using your own money. And people say, why would I borrow my own money? You know, it drives me crazy when they say that because they're not borrowing their own money. That's the concept. That's the truth. You're borrowing the insurance company's money and you're paying the insurance company back and your money is still there inside your policy. And that is the equity that you're allowed to borrow against, just like a home equity line of credit. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. It does. So why would this make more sense versus borrowing funds from, let's say, your uncle? Borrowing funds from your uncle is great if you happen to have a very wealthy uncle who has the ability to do it. And your uncle is super nice and can give you money at a very low interest rate, right? I don't have anything against borrowing from uncles. It's no problem as long as you happen to have a wealthy uncle who is wanting to give you money at a low cost. Most people do not have that. So I try to help the people that don't have the wealthy uncle to borrow from. <laughs> Where would be appropriate to use these funds? Would it be useful to use these funds on the equity side of an investment or would it be perhaps on the debt or on the mezzanine side? 
It works no matter where you're using the money. The biggest place that I see people using them is for down payments. Because as you know, when you're doing a real estate investment, you can get bank financing for a certain percentage of it, depending on what type of an investment it is. Let's just say it's 75% of the value you can get traditional bank financing. But most real estate investors have to come up with the cash for the down payment for the portion that the bank says, you have to put up this much skin in the game, right? So if you're able to use these funds for down payments, which people do, then they're using all of other people's money to put into the deal. So for example, I enjoy some private lending every once in a while, and I just did a deal where a guy was fixing up a really nice house near me, and it was just an amazing opportunity to lend him money. So I would have made 15% rate of return for one year on this money that I lent. But what I did was I used my life insurance policy to give him the money to fix up the house. And the amount was 125,000, just to give some context. So I gave him 125,000. I got three points at closing. So I got three points to close the deal and then one point per month, which averages 15% rate of return. So had I used my own cash, I would have made 15%. But the way that I did it through my own strategy, I turned a 5% payment to the insurance company of $6,250 in interest over one year into $18,750 of return from the investor. So that ended up really jacking up my rate of return to 200% because I was processing this like a bank does. So I've never used any of my own money. Okay. So you probably lost some folks along the way here. So, all right. Sorry, Victor. No, no, no. So, so I want you to unpack it so that because there's a big difference between 15% return on your cash and 200. Yes. So explain that in a little bit more detail just to make sure we don't leave anyone behind. Rather than using 125,000, I'd like to just simplify it and use 100,000, okay, and sure. money. So if you were to invest $100,000 at 15% rate of return over an annualized rate of return over one year, that investment would yield you 115,000 in 12 months. So you would be making your original investment back plus 15% interest. So that'd be 115,000. All right, so that is how normal people do private lending. But what I'm doing is rather than using my money at all, I would take a loan against my cash value and my life insurance policy and pay the insurance company $5,000 or 5% interest for the use of their money. So my money's not in the deal at all. And I would still get the $15,000 in interest back from the real estate investor that I lent the money to. So in that case, you're turning 5,000 into 15,000, meaning that a 100% rate of return is five to 10 and a 200% is doubling that or five to 15. So rather than me getting 15%, I converted that to a 200% rate of return. And what I'm not discussing at all, Victor, in this math is the fact that I'm still getting a dividend at the end of the year as well on all of the money that's inside the policy because they pay you 
on your cash value dividend as well. So I'm not factoring that into my 15 to 200% increase in value. I don't wanna lose anyone. It's not that complicated when you understand the mechanics of what I'm doing here. The big thing is, is you're leveraging more of other people's money to do your real estate investing. That's the overarching big picture. I love it. So if you are looking to do larger projects and let's say you only have a certain cash amount cash available in the life insurance policy. I mean, typically how large is possible with most of the policies that you see out there? So how large is possible? It depends on how much life insurance you qualify for. And I have people putting in fairly large amounts each year, like half a million plus can go into a policy. It really just depends on how old you are and how much you qualify to own. And the way that works, Victor, is that you take your income and then there's a multiplier based on your age. And it's going to be somewhere between 10 and 30 times your income would be how much life insurance you can qualify for. And then we put in as much money as possible for the least amount of life insurance to be able to have the tax advantages of being able to do this strategy. Got it. I can't tell anybody exactly how much they can put in, but I've got one gentleman looking at doing a million dollars a year. That's pretty much the cap of how much you can cram into a policy right now at the moment, which is significant. That's significant amount. Absolutely. Well, tell me if folks want to connect, if they want to learn more, what's the best way? Victor, the best way to get me is to go to my website, which is stressfreeplanning.com, stressfreeplanning.com. And then I have a whole series of free educational videos that you just put your name and email in to be able to get access to these free videos. And then if you like what you see and it makes sense to you, there's a way to contact me right there and you can book a time for me to explain to you how to do a plan for you individually. Give me that website one more time. The website is stressfreeplanning.com. .com. Yeah, stressfreeplanning.com. Well, Tom, this is very fascinating. Thank you for the perspective. And for the listeners at home, definitely reach out to Tom at stressfreeplanning.com. That's stressfreeplanning.com. And in the meantime, have an awesome rest of your weekend. Go make some great things happen. I'll talk to you again tomorrow.